of a title is Peter Walked on Water. Um, you know, we're no stranger to storms around here unless we're going through a drought, then we don't get to see them. But, uh, you know, that time between spring and summer, we usually get, you know, some rain and the occasional hail storm, and we're thankful for that rain. Um, but then we run into tornado season. We all kind of cross our fingers and we hope that it's just rain that we don't get anything else. We don't have any tornadoes that, that come by and I know that uh, that's uh, something that's in the back of everybody's mind, especially the history around here. So the past week and a half we've had some discussion and talk about storms of life, uh, storms in our life and it's not thunderstorms and it's not tornadoes, but it's the things that affect us. The storms of our life where there's sorrow and pain, there's loss of a loved one, there's letdown, there's spiritual warfare, de depression, and that list just goes on and on. You know, Brother Sean mentioned uh, that first Wednesday night singing. If you haven't experienced one yet, at some point in time you will. At some point in time you're going to have a storm in your life and you're going to be affected by it. And as I thought about that, it, uh, all this reminded me of a song that I've heard within the past year or so. The song talks about Jesus walking on water and Peter walking on water out to Jesus until he saw and heard the wind and he became afraid. In that song, he relates that to our lives. He relates the storm and Peter walking out to, to Jesus to our lives how the storms of life can hit us and knock us down and how we have to get back up, how we have to rely on Jesus to get back up, to strengthen our walk and to strengthen our hearts. So this morning we're going to look at the story of Jesus walking on water, Peter walking on water, Peter's faith, and our faith. And that starts in Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto him, walking on the sea." And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. So these events here, are immediately, they immediately follow the miraculous feeding of a great multitude of people, some 50,000 men plus women and children. So Jesus sends his disciples in a boat to the other shore while he dismissed the crowd. Uh, Jesus then climbs into 
climbs a nearby mountain to pray into the evening. Meanwhile, the disciples ran into a storm. The wind was against them, and the boat was being battered by the waves. And the boat had traveled oh, somewhere between three to four miles into the sea. So they weren't, they weren't close to shore. They couldn't just turn around and, and go back to shore. After the disciples had struggled most of the night, Jesus walks out to them on the water during the fourth watch, which is somewhere between 3, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. When the disciples see this figure walking on the water, they cried out in fear, supposing it was a ghost, a spirit of, of, of some sort that was approaching them. However, Jesus called to them to take courage that it was he, and there was no need to be afraid. And Peter replied, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee onto the water. Peter knew that all he needed was the beckoning of the Lord. He knew he couldn't walk on he couldn't walk on water out to Jesus on his own. He needed Jesus to to, to bid him come out there. So Peter didn't lack faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, we read, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Peter knew the word of God. Peter was an apostle. He was a follower of Jesus. So he didn't lack faith. And then we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Peter couldn't see Jesus. If we read uh, verse 26 and 27 again, and then we'll also read Mark and in John. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And then Mark chapter 6, verse 49 through 50. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. John chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. So they could see a figure, but they didn't know it was Jesus. Peter didn't know it was Jesus. But they all heard Jesus' voice. So Peter was going to walk on what was going to walk walk on faith and not by sight. You know, it's just it's like us. We we can't see Jesus. We walk on faith. Then Jesus gave the command, come. In verse 29 it states, And he said, Come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So Peter steps out of the boat, and he, he walks on water. It may have been just for a short time, but he did have the faith to walk on water. He didn't get far before he began to sink. So why did Peter sink? He had faith. He had asked if he could come out to Jesus. He believed it was Jesus. But why did he sink? Was it because he couldn't walk on water? No, it just, we just read that, that Peter did walk on water. Was it because Was it because he lacked interest or effort? No. 
He asked permission. He asked Jesus you know, to bid him to come out to him. And he was in the process of walking to Jesus. Peter started to sink because he began to doubt that he could accomplish what Christ had commanded. Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee onto the water. Peter had faith that if Jesus commanded it, it would happen. But then what happened? Doubt. Doubt and fear settled in. So why did Peter doubt? In verse 30, it tells us it started when Peter saw the strength of the wind. You know, Peter would not have feared the wind and the waves if he had not taken his focus off Jesus. Once he lost his focus, doubt and fear took over. Isn't that kind of like, kind of like us? When we begin to focus on our problems, we begin to focus on worldly influences, temptations, ungodliness, and our daily battles. It's not hard to lose heart, is it? It's not hard to lose focus on Jesus. But we can't just ignore the things that are around us. We can't ignore our problems. They're not just going to go away. But we also can't lose faith in, in Jesus. We can't lose our focus on him. So we need to be aware of our troubles and problems and be careful not to let them trap us. But on the other hand, we also need to be careful as to how we allow our awareness of these things and how they affect us. Be aware of the problems in your life, but don't lose your focus on Jesus or lose faith in him. You see, Peter's problem wasn't so much that he was aware of the wind and waves. It was more of how he focused on them rather than Jesus. And he allowed his awareness of the wind and waves to become fear, which in turn overcame his faith in Jesus to keep him safe. Even though Jesus was right there in front of him, he still allowed his fear to, be, to overcome his faith. And in that moment of doubt, he forgot which was more powerful, the wind and the waves or the creator of all things. And some might say, well, he just forgot Jesus was there. He didn't forget Jesus was there. He just lost fear. or He, he just let his fear be overcome or overcome his faith. But we do that, don't we? We do the same thing. We let our fear come between us and Jesus. We let fear come between us and serving him. Like David says, you want to sit there and say, well, somebody else is better than I am. They can, they can preach better than I can. They, can. they can cook better than I can. They can do this better than I can. Surely someone else is better than me. You let your fear step between you and Jesus and walking on faith. And this is the very re reason that Jesus scolded Peter. We see that. He says, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou, thou doubt? The ESV translation says it more plainly, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? You think about that the next time that you use those excuses of I can't do this and I can't do that and somebody's better than I am. Just think of Jesus in the back of your head telling you, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, he's better than I am. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. Oh, thee of little faith, why did you doubt? I'm not strong enough. I, I, I'm not strong enough in my faith. I don't know the Bible well enough. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I hope that that stays in your head. 
We tend to see things as they appear to our, cor- our carnal senses. We see our enemies and problems of this world as the Israelites saw the armies of Canaan, as giants, as large obstacles that we can't overcome. And they're there to discourage us and, and to lose faith in Christ. You know, God promised them the land and it was there for the taking. But what did they do? They lost focus. They focused on the giants of the land instead of focusing on God and His promise. They thought they couldn't win. And they couldn't. They're right. They couldn't win because their faith was overcome by fear due to the perception of the situation. They let doubt overcome their faith. Do we allow doubt to overcome our faith? Do we allow our faith to be overcome by fear due to our own perception? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, and not lean on our own understanding or our own perception of things. See, when we attempt to fight our own battles with our own strength and schemes, we demonstrate our lack of faith in the gospel and God. When you don't take your problems to the Lord, you don't lean on Him, you demonstrate your lack of faith in the Lord. And again, Jesus is back here saying, Oh, you of little faith. And also, we can't defeat sin and problems of this world by compromising our beliefs or just pretending that, that the problems don't exist. They're there. They're always going to be there. But we can't let our fear get in the way of our faith in the Lord. You see, Peter's walk on water wasn't dependent on him ignoring the wind and the waves, but upon him trusting and obeying Jesus Christ despite the wind and waves. He wasn't supposed to ignore the the wind and the waves. He needed to trust and obey Jesus in the midst of the wind and waves. We can't ignore the secular world or the troubles in our lives. We're going to battle those things every day. It's in the midst of our troubles, our sorrows, our storms in life, as well as our joyous times, that we need to stay focused on Jesus and trust and obey His Word. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. So we've established that Peter walked on water and that he began to sink. Look at what happens as he began to sink. In verse 30... It says, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. What did Jesus do? Did he just say, I hope you can swim? Did he sit there and stare at him for a little while? The Bible says he immediately stretched forth his hand and caught him. Immediately, as soon as Peter cried for help, Jesus was there. There was no hesitation. And just like Peter, if we stumble, the Lord is there to save us, to forgive us our sins. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We all sin. We all need forgiveness. The Lord doesn't want us to fail. He wants us to succeed. When we fall, He wants to pick us up, just as He picked up Peter as he was sinking. If you're not a Christian today, He wants wants you to come to Him and follow His Word. He wants you to have that faith in Him. And we can take care of that today. There are just a few steps you must take in order to do that. 
You need to hear the word. Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You need to believe. Believe that Jesus was a son of God, and he died for your sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then you need to repent. You need to repent of your sins. In Luke chapter 13, verse 3, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. You need to confess. You need to confess that Jesus is Lord, that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then you need to be baptized. Baptism. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And you'll get an opportunity to do that here in a moment if that's what you would like to do. If you're not a Christian today and you would like to be baptized, you'll have an opportunity to do that here in just a moment. But I know that uh, usually when we get to this point of the, the lesson and the preacher's given the plan of salvation, it's kind of time to wrap things up and let's, let's baptize. Let's, let's bring people forward. But I'm not going to do that just yet. I've got a few things I'd like to mention. Um, you know, after we follow these steps and become a Christian, we're a new person. Our old self is gone. It's a fresh start. It's like building a house from the ground up. You're going to start with a solid concrete foundation. You're not going to leave your foundation sand and build up from there. Sand is not a good foundation. The first storm is going to knock it down, possibly wash it away if it's built on sand. We read in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, Therefore, whosoever heareth these, these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand." And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Once we become a Christian, we have, we've become hearers of the word, but now we need to, do, to, need to be doers of the word. We've got to gather the material from God's word to lay a rock-solid spiritual foundation based on truth. We need to study the Word. We need to be involved with the work of the church. Be here at ser for services. Be around like-minded Christians. All of these things are ways to help lay that foundation. You don't want a foundation made of sand because it's going to wash away. It's going to wash away your spiritual life and it's going to sink. You know, we took a trip to... Uh, Alabama to Gulf Shores this past summer and we got to play in the sand there at the beach and if you've ever been to the beach and stood there as the water comes in at your feet you know it it washes some sand away it it brings sand in it just constantly does that and if you stand there long enough you're going to begin to sink a little bit and you're going to have sand up to your ankles before you know it 
If you don't have that solid foundation, you're going to be sinking in sand. Your spiritual life will sink in sand. This also applies to those that have been Christians for years. We've got to maintain that foundation and continue to grow spiritually. So let me ask you, are you walking on water or are you sinking in sand? Have you built that foundation and built your faith in Christ enough to walk on water as Peter did? Let me tell you something. If you've applied that word, the word to your life, you've laid that solid foundation with Christ, when the storms of life hit your house, it won't fall. Your spiritual life won't fall. You may, you know, sustain some damage, but you're not going to fall. You're going to stand firm because you've got that solid foundation. Now, if you're coming to services because you feel like it's the right thing to do, you're sitting here and you're hearing, but you're not applying. You think about it, but you never put anything to action. You don't have that solid foundation in Christ. You're still trying to build in sand, and it's not going to work. You're going to fall. When the storms of life come, when that wind hits your house and the rain pours down, you're going to fall. You're going to fall every time. You've got to have that solid foundation. So again, are you walking on water or are you sinking in sand? I know you're thinking, we can't walk on water. I know we can't walk on water. I realize that. But let me ask you this. Do you want to sit in the boat like the other disciples did? Or do you want to have the faith to ask Jesus if you can come where he is and try to walk on water to get to him? Maybe you're sitting here this morning and thinking, well, every time I try to stand up, I fall. Every time the storms of my life come, I fall. I got good news for you. You're in the Lord's house this morning. You're surrounded by the Lord's children that are here to comfort you and to help you in any way that they can. We're ready to pray for you. We're ready to baptize. We're ready to love on you. Now is the time to make sure you're standing on a solid foundation. Right now, not tomorrow, not next week. Right now is the time to start that solid foundation and continue to grow in Christ. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.